coming up in today's episode. The number one reason why people don't get what they want is because they don't go after it fast enough. So if you want to get what you want, then go with speed. Welcome to Enter the Mind Podcast, the most real talk, no-nonsense podcast on the empowering of the mind. Today, Kira and I will be interviewing Brandon Godoris. He's the author of four books. He's the founder of Warm Heart Life, and he runs a public speaking training program called Speaker School. So Brandon, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I, I love what you two are doing and how you're gonna, we're going to talk about overcoming obstacles and really doing stuff that people say that you can't do, you won't do, it's not possible. So I'm excited for this conversation. Awesome. Yeah, we're excited as well. Uh, first of all, I see a lot of the, the warm heart life branding uh, behind you and on your attire. So maybe we could start there. What is warm heart life? So warm heart life is all about what do humans actually need? Everybody needs a warm heart. It's, it's something that if, if you have it, it's, it's, it can help you with your health. It can help you with your relationships and it can help you with your wealth because you never know that person that can give you some financial advice that can help you double your income that just went out of their way to help you out for no reason. You never know that person who said, Hey, yeah, I notice you haven't been going to the gym in a while. Maybe you should come work out with me the next day. Or you never know that person saying, Hey, I know you just went through a tough breakup. Why don't we go grab some dinner? Uh, so everybody can benefit from a warm heart. And a lot of warm heart was based on the movie pay it forward which I was really inspired by. It's a movie that was put up in 2000 and it talks about how th this guy had an extra credit assignment and the teacher put, think of an idea that can change the world and put it into action. And these are young kids, but the one kid actually took it very seriously. And he said, uh, what can I do instead of saying that's impossible? And he was like, okay, well, if I can pay three people a favor, and have them pay three people a favor back and that continues on, then there can be a world change over time. So I designed Warm Heart Light a little differently, but based on that same concept. And the goal of Warm Heart Life is to have 10, 10,000 student universities across 10 of the best cities in the United States. Wow, that, that sounds like a big goal. Uh, is it a collection of mentors then or it's you're mostly focused on the these universities and, and educating and being being of assistance to others well there's there's three things with warm heart life right now there's the business coaching the speaker schools and then the a to b conference so those three things collectively are where the focus is so the conference is once a year and that gets a great group of people together that kind of forms that community and it allows uh, some pretty big names to get involved. And then the business coaching is people who are working with me one-on-one -on -one every week. So they, they spend 20 to 30 minutes on a call with me once a week and we just continue to work on their personal, professional and financial goals to keep things moving forward in the right direction. So we come up with five, three and one year personal, professional and financial goals. And then some people we do 10, three in one year, depending on the person. And then the speaker schools, we're actually on a national tour right now. We're doing our first one this weekend in Laguna Beach, California. Then we're doing Toronto in August. Then we're doing Chicago in September and then New York City in October. So that's the whole 
premise of Warm Heart Life. Who attends speaker school and what's a reason someone would want to join speaker school? Well, there's a wide variety. Some people join it because they just want to get more confidence and try something new. Some people join it because they want to get ten dollars to $50,000 paid speaking gigs. So it, it's a wide variety of people, but we make it something general that everybody can benefit from. So the best, you give me the best speaker in the world and I put him or her through this speaker school, I guarantee you they will not only see the value, but see 10 times the value because these are things that even the best speakers in the world are constantly working on. I, I've met Les Brown, the number one motivational speaker in the world. I've got, got to talk to him. I've met Ed Milet, got to talk to him. I've met John Maxwell, got to talk to him. These people are working on the same stuff that we're teaching. And it's very simple stuff that you can work on, whether you're just trying to build more confidence or whether you're trying to get those 10 to 50,000 plus paid speaking gigs. So it's a wide variety of people, but public speaking is not just getting on stage. Public speaking is being able to tell a story in a way that gets a customer to want to buy your product or service. Public speaking is being able to have a conversation with someone out at the bar and them actually wanting to be able to talk to you even further. So public speaking is in our everyday life, whether you want to get on stage or whether you just want to have more powerful relationships or make more sales. So I don't teach sales training, but everything I teach is directly correlated to making more sales. Got it. And last question before I pass to Kira to, to ask uh, some more questions. The overall goal, the long-term goal of what you said, was it 10 university of 10 universities of 10,000 students each? Yeah, 10, 10,000 student universities. So the goal is to have a 10,000 student university. And then we branch that out to three universities. And then once that's working, then we branch it out and we have 10 across the different cities in the United States. Now, when you say universities, do you mean like legal universities that like, like I don't, are like schools, like people can send their children to your university? Well, yes. I don't know if, I don't know if it would be a, a legal university like, like the colleges. Cause, um, there, there's a lot that's going to happen over the next five to 10 years that I don't know if it needs to be, and I shouldn't say the word legal. I'm talking about like an accredited college that you're, you're thinking of when you ask that question, I'm going to let time tell its part there. Uh, but yes, it will be similar to a university where people actually come there. They live there. The biggest difference is people are coming there and they're going to work. They're going to work 25 hours a week at some business in the area that we have a relationship with, and they're still going to have to get the job. It's not like it's just going to be gifted but they're going to be working while they're going to school. So whatever field they're in, they're going to be able to test that out to see if that's what they want. And we're going to collaborate with the businesses to make sure we're on the same page and that the students are getting what they want to get out of the experience as well from the work and the education. And then instead of being revolved around a big sports atmosphere to get people in an arena, the goal is that we actually have fired up Fridays where we bring the Roberts, we bring the Kiras, the people who grew together with Warm Heart Life and you actually tell your story in front of the 10,000 10, students there. So um, th that's some of the visions of it. And some of the details will be worked out a little bit more and more. I'm still a year to three years away from getting back into the uh, college education space. 
right now I'm in the education space with business coaching and speaker schools because I'm proving to people that we, if you apply these principles, we will be able to help you make more money and be more fulfilled with what you're doing. Because if we can help the variety of people in all these different fields, mindset, psychology, health and wellness, business, finance, accounting, if we can help people in this wide variety of field, we're going to be able to have the attention and credibility to really take this education thing very, very seriously. That is so amazing. Um, I love that very much. And I think that it's, it sounds like a wonderful idea to help people learn what they actually need to know as opposed to going, you know, to a traditional school that we've all like obviously been taught to go to and whether it's legal or not, you know, the fact that people will be going there instead of a different school is the point. And that's awesome. I love it. I think it's amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. I appreciate that. You know, it's, it's something that it will only happen with a great group of people you know, to build a billion dollar business. You need a lot of people on your side. And that's the, that's the main goal of warm heart life. You'll see me hashtag it pretty much every post is grow together. Uh, my, my whole goal with Warm Heart Life is to grow together with as many people as possible because when I got to the top of my field individually, I'm not talking about, you know, in, in a whole business. When I got to the top of my field individually, it was lonely and there was a limitation. So I realized that the greatest, what they did is they took a massive group of people with them to the top. So when I started pursuing Warm Heart Light, very intensively three years ago, four years ago, that was the main thing I said, I, I can't limit this to me. Like warm heart life can't just be about me. It's got to be about a collective group of people who are growing, who are going after their dreams, who are chasing something special. So that's what we're doing. What do you consider an excellent role model? So like when it comes to somebody who's of great influence and great power. I was wondering what are your, I guess, non-negotiables that you look for, for somebody that you would like to be connected with for an excellent role model? Yeah, that's a great question. What, who's an excellent role model to you? To me? Yeah. Um, well, for a long time, I mean, I like Selena Gomez. Um, I think that she's very, I mean, as far as I can see from the internet, you know, I think that she's caring. Um, I think that she's sweet. And um, sorry, you guys, sometimes I get emotional. I, I was I was tearing up. But um, <laughs> I think that, uh, you know, she's one of the only people, as far as I can see, in um, Hollywood that has kept most of who she is and not kind of got caught up in the fluff around her. So I thought that that was beautiful about her. She thought that she's an excellent role model in that way. Yeah. So that's exactly what I look for. Like, who are the people that I look up to? Who are the people that have what I want? Who are the people that are doing things that I want? Who are people that are making the impact that I want? So me personally, I started studying Muhammad Gandhi, I started studying Martin Luther King, uh, I started studying Mother Teresa, Nelson Mandela, and I really started to understand what it takes to make a massive change. 
So those were a lot of the people who had many of the things that I wanted. It doesn't have to be all of the things, but uh, they had on many of the things that I wanted. So those were some people that have moved on from this world that I started studying. Now, now there's people who are alive that I have very close relationships with. My mentor, Ken, who's on the front cover of Skip College Read This. He took me under his wing when I was 20 years old. I had no idea how to talk to people. I had no idea of how to make a lot of money, but I knew I wanted to. And Ken taught me how to take care of people. See, he had managed a grocery store that did about 50 million in revenue. And it went from losing 3% to making 4%. You know, grocery stores don't have that big of a margin, um, but they do a lot of revenue. So if you can get it to profit, then it's probably going to be okay. So he taught me a lot about how to manage people. And that was a very, very unique experience at 20 years old, but not only manage, but take care. He taught me how to take care of the people at the golf course. One day he was like, Hey, Brandon, there's people in the second hole. I'm really caught up. I need you to bring out four drinks to them. So I bring out four drinks and the guy gives me a hundred bucks. <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, wait, what? And, uh, he goes, he goes, here you go. Give half of it to Ken. I'm like, I'm like, okay, that's totally fine with me. Are you sure you want to give this to me? He's like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. So I give half of the money to Ken. So I give him 50 bucks and, uh, Ken was like, Hey, you didn't have to do that. I was like, well, he told me to. So later in the day, that guy gives him more money when he finishes the round and Ken gave me half of what he tipped him. He's like, Hey, you know, I just wanted to pay back the favor for what you did earlier. I was like, wait. And so I really learned um, from Ken, you know, he took care of me right there. And it, it made me realize how much I wanted to go out of the way to help him the whole rest of the summer. But also that those guys who money is not an issue at all, if you just simply take care of them and make things easy for them, they're willing to pay some good money. So that was a very cool experience there. Uh, my mentor, Tom Plummer, he spoke around the world for 40, 45 years. He taught people how to speak. He taught people how to grow their business. And so that was a guy that I personally wanted to learn from. So that's a very close friend and a very close mentor of mine. Both of those people are, uh, they're about 70 years old. And those are probably two of my best friends in the world, but they had a lot of the things that I wanted. That is lovely. I didn't know um, that you knew him that well. I remember him at your event, but I didn't know that you knew him that well. And if you were talking about it, it's probably just, I was off somewhere else, but um, that's, that's a lovely story. I think that is an interesting experience being taught how to manage people and care for people. Um, because I don't think, I genuinely don't think that that's like a topic that's brought up very often. Robert, do you hear that very often? Like, Hey, here's how to manage people and care for them. I think it's a very valuable concept that if I'm understanding correctly, Brandon, it sounds like a lot of themes of uh, collaboration, reciprocity, the, the paying it forward, which you, which you stated. Uh, I don't know if I would call it networking, but really just um, doing good for others and, and allowing that to snowball into something that you might not expect at the beginning. Yeah. I mean, the more you take care of people, the more they'll take care of you. I, I started realizing that 
making money immediately was not as valuable as figuring out how to bring value to people and get really good at what you do. Because if you can do that, then the money starts to follow. So when I was in the fitness industry, I made about $3,000 my first three years, $3,000 my first three years, three years, not one year, first three years. And I interned for two of the top people in the country. I went to the number one gym in America in Boston, Massachusetts, Mike, Mike Boyle Strength and Conditioning. And Immense Health voted that number one in 2011. And then I went to West Palm Beach, Florida to go work for a guy who was doing a lot of stuff that I wanted. He was training a lot of the golf touring pros. So I, I learned that, okay, you know, maybe I'm not getting paid, but if I can figure out how these coaches are doing what I want, then I'm going to be able to figure out how to actually get the money that they're getting. And um, I just would try and take care of people. I would try and listen. I would try and help my bosses out, my mentors, do anything I can to help make the processes become more efficient at those gyms. When I got out of college, I was getting paid 100 to $150 an hour. Actually, I wasn't getting paid. People were paying that to work with me. I was getting a percentage of that. But it was just funny how that worked. And then my first year to my second year, I nearly doubled my income. So, and I owe a lot of that to, okay, one, take care of people and understand, get really good. And then the money will follow. So. Totally. I get that. I love it. I've been playing around with the word insecurity lately. And I feel like, I don't know who triggered it in me, but somebody wrote the word insecurity in the sweetest way. And I just like looked at insecurities completely different, right? So it was like, why it's like, say I'm, I'm sitting in this chair and I don't really feel secure. Right. So it's like, why don't I feel very secure? You know, is there a screw missing? Like what's, what's going on here? So my curiosity is what is your deepest insecurity in life? What makes you feel a little bit insecure with the world around you or what you're here to do? Like on the, if you could picture like a stable ground, it's like, what makes you feel kind of insecure in that way? Yeah. Death. I went, um, I went to, it's funny cause I say death, but I'm not afraid to die. Um, I'm afraid to not live. So when I was 17, I was working in an assisted living home during the winter. Cause I work at the golf course course during the year. And I told my boss, I was putting my two weeks in because I was going back to the golf course. He was like, yeah, that's totally fine. But before you leave, I want you to go to phase three. So I would, I would serve food to the people at the assisted living. And the phase three, I had never been. My entire winter that I worked there, I only spent time in phase one, which was kind of like, like you would go out to dinner at a restaurant. And then phase two was just kind of more secluded. You know, some people had early onset dementia and they just wanted to be in a smaller room, but they were still pretty functional. But phase three, he's like, I want you to see this before you leave. So I go to phase three and I had never seen anything like this in my life. I didn't even know this was possible, but I walk into this room, people are throwing food across the room. People are pounding on the table. Like you see a little kid on a, on a, on one of those chairs with the spaghetti <laughs> uh, and people are just pounding on it and people are screaming at each other. 
And I was just like, wow, you know, people, instead of walking in in strollers, people are walking in in wheelchairs. And I was like, this is, if I live a long life, this is going to be me someday. And if this is me in this room, I would hope that the time that I took to get there, I lived life to my fullest potential. I did some of the things that I wanted to do. I traveled to Australia and had drinks with strangers. I, I went surfing in Hawaii. Uh, I went to Italy and I got the spaghetti all over my face. Like I, I hope that when I get to that point, I can look back in my life and be like, wow, you know, I went after things. And my mentor told me, he said, the number one reason why people don't get what they want is because they don't go after it fast enough. So if you want to get what you want, then go with speed, move with speed, take the action on the things that you want to do. So you know, why, why did I commit to doing a national tour? I don't know. I was like, this is something I want to do and I could either fail or it could go really good, but I'm willing to take the risk because this could lead to bigger, better, and uh, more impactful stuff in the future. And ultimately towards my vision to build these universities. So that, that is probably my biggest insecurity is knowing that if I get to the, my end of the, like, if I get to the end of the road, that I gave it all I had. I hear you. Okay. I love that. Yeah. Oh, I feel like every time I ask a question, there's so much going on in my head. So my reply is always like, okay, yes, got it. But it's, it's, uh, you know, it's a lot to, to think about when you hear somebody's mind and, um, yeah. It's a great reminder, though, to uh, make the most of our lives, because I think we often forget that that sense of urgency and the, just how how short life could be or the limited nature of it. So mm. it's a great reminder to, to fit as much as you can into your life. That's very funny. I think mine is quite similar then. What's similar? But I don't know. It's interesting. Because I now that it's processing, you guys had your chat and I'm processing, you know, um, I was thinking about, because I've been thinking about my biggest, not necessarily fear, I mean, not necessarily insecurity, but fear. And it was more of, um, you know, I would hate to die and realize I got caught up in the fluff of life, <laughs> got caught up in, in everything going on, you know, and then I'm dead and then I wake up and I'm like, What? It's over. <laughs> like I didn't get to to do everything that I wanted, so I I feel that for sure. Yeah, and it's it's like I still have a lot that I want to do in my life, but you know, if tomorrow didn't come, I would be happy because I I put a lot of stuff out there that I've wanted to put out there. I I wrote the Care Principle, my bucket list book. I put out Skip College Read This. Uh, I, I had not only A to B Con 2, but I had A to B Con. I had Map Your Way to Financial Freedom. I had a musician showcase before that that were so far out of my comfort zone. But because of that, I've had some incredible people come into my life. And I go to the bar. Like, there's a lot of negativity that's assigned with going to the bars. I've had some of my best conversations at the bars. And I have had a lot of people when I'm out there around town saying, hey, man, you know, what you're doing, you need to keep doing it because you're inspiring not only me, but a lot of the people that I'm in conversations throughout the week. Uh, I was on a call with someone the other day. He's like, hey, man, 
my life totally changed when I met you because I never knew there could be a community of like-minded people in our area. After I met you, I went to a Dylan's conference and got introduced to all of these people here. And now one of them is my coach. I've gone through the speaker school. So now I know a bunch of people in there and it's just been an absolute game changer. So that, that to me is very fulfilling, knowing that all of this work that I've put in behind the scenes over the years, it's now impacting a way that's going to help other people impact other people. And, and that's the goal of Warm Heart Life is, is to impact people, to impact people, to impact people. And that's how world change can happen. So we'll see where everything goes from here. Yeah. It's, I mean, when you have something that you're so passionate about, I feel like it's almost inevitable that it's going to happen because what else is there to do other than to focus on everything that you love in life and want to do and create. So yeah, it's, it, it's going to happen. I'm happy to see it unfold. I'm happy to uh, be your friend. I'm happy to be um, somebody who has learned from you. Um, and I've totally been very fangirly lately of people on Instagram and even like my own friends. So Brandon, I am a fangirl. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's, you're the second person I've told that to. So really, I'm just kind of like trying it out, seeing how it feels, you know, <laughs> I definitely yeah, love it. I appreciate it. Yeah. I appreciate what you two are doing, uh, putting this podcast together and, it's talking about different things from how to do stuff that people said that you couldn't do from going out of your comfort zone to thinking deeper into the mind. Hey, what do I want? You know, why did this thought pop up? How do I overcome it? So I, I love what you two are doing and am excited to see where it goes in the future. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Brandon. Uh, it's great to have you today. If people want to find out more about you, what's the best way for them to do that? So Instagram, Brandon Gadoris or Warm Heart Life, you can direct, direct message me. All my speaker school information is on there. Book a call, whatever you want to do. All of it is on there. There's lots of free content. I try and add a lot of value to people who aren't even clients of mine. So definitely follow on there, stay connected, and don't be afraid to reach out to me. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. And thank you all for watching and listening. We'll see you in the next episode.